All right, we're live. Hey. Yo. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you for welcome having the, me. Welcome to the first episode of the show. Of the show. Of this the show, new yep. show. Yeah. Same as the old show. Yeah, it's exactly the same as the old show. Um, except John's not here for a couple weeks. So it's exactly the same as the old show. <laughs> Yeah, just like I said. Yeah, John is doing work trips, runaway yeah. guys stuff. Um, yes. Some, so he's gone for two and a half weeks or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just know two episodes, which I guess he, yes. that means he's going to be doing um, American Thanksgiving in the States. Uh, Yeah, probably. I would assume. Yeah. Well, because that's next week. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, he should be there already, though. I think he left a few days ago. He is, so, yeah, he, which is yeah. why he's not on the on the show this week. Yeah. Well, what's been up with you? Um, I, oh, I started, I started putting together my year-end ideas for, like, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, there's a bunch I still need to catch up on, but... Sure. I already have a pretty solid top five that I really feel is probably going to be the top five. But uh, I have a few more shows to catch up on. Scott Pilgrim show comes out it. tomorrow. Yeah, that's one of them I'm hoping is really good. Uh, so there's that. Have you started The Curse? Uh, so I tried to, but there was a problem I don't know what's going on with the sound on my TV. So I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't end up watching it last night like I was planning to. Yeah. But I mean, yes, there's only one I'm episode excited. out. We we watched the one episode. That is a that is a really weird show. I don't know uh, if yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know if I get it. <laughs> <clears throat> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like like usually with the Nathan Fielder stuff, it's like, okay, I totally understand what the joke is going on here. This seems more like a regular show with just yeah. like an air of, you know, like a hint of the Fielder in there. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> what is this? What am I watching? Man, I kind of don't want that. Okay. I, like I'll have to watch it, but I hope, I hope it's up my alley. Cause that doesn't sound like it's what I want at all. Yeah, it's it's not it's not your typical fielder stuff. That's for sure. So it's 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 kind of its own thing. It, so I'm, I mean, I'm still gonna watch more because I'm kind of curious to see how it how it develops. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hopefully, it's yeah. good. And um, Invincible's back. Did you start up season two? No, I'm gonna wait for all of it to be out. I guess it's almost all out, right? How many episodes are there? Currently, I don't know how many there's it just started. There's like maybe one episode out. Well, they're only doing four currently. Oh, I didn't know that four for the second no. season. That's what I've been told. So I'm just going to wait for all of them to be out. Yeah, three episodes are out, so they're almost done. I'll probably start it. Holy smokes. News week. to me. <clears throat> yeah. I only watched the first one. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, that's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> so I'm for stoked for that. The one I need to get to is Gen V. That's kind of, that's next now that I've caught up. And that's, some that just ended. Things. So, yeah, perfect timing for me. I tried uh, the first episode of Scavengers Reign, and that thing is very oh. cool looking. But that episode is kind of boring to me. So I'm wondering. OK, I, like I'm going to told keep, you about this one. So you did. 
uh, that, yeah, that first episode's weird. I usually try to give two or three episodes before sure. I write something off completely, but, uh, it's very cool looking. The art style and stuff is up my alley. Lots of body horror stuff already, which oh. is neat, but okay. Yeah. I actually didn't know much about it. I just saw some people tweeting, so I still need to check that out as well. Cool. Do you have uh, some ideas about like, I'm sure we'll probably put something down on wax if that's what the kids still say for a podcast about talking about that stuff at some point. But yeah, my, my yeah. podcast episodes I have on vinyl. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Do you have some uh, ideas about like the shows that are probably going to make a list for you? Uh, probably, you know, I haven't spent too much time thinking about the shows. I definitely have a list of movies that I kind oh, of build sure. yeah. as I go through the year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like I've had kind of a top three for a while now and I'd be surprised if anything cracks the top three. Although I did just see the holdovers last weekend and that movie was really good and it was really nice to have an, another like Christmas movie that isn't just mm. like, Hey, we're Hallmark and we're shitting these out because we don't care about anything. Um, sure. So it was nice to have like an actual Christmas movie that like gave a shit about anything. <laughs> Sure. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Holy smoke. What a great role. Like what performance. So I love that guy. Yeah. That yeah. guy's great. You should see the holdovers. It's good. Yeah. I think, I think I will. He's kind of the only thing that drew me to it. So, but I mean, I think that's probably enough, honestly. Yeah. Well, the review scores were also like out of the park for it. So, mm. um, what am I saying? This weekend, we're going to go see the new hunger games and next goal wins which I'm looking forward to that one quite a bit, although the, the early reviews are not great for it. So we'll see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Marvels? You did, did right? Yeah. I saw that last weekend as well. Yes. And um, is that any good? I, I had fun with it. Um, okay. It was, it was pretty like run of the mill Marvel. Um, there's a, if anyone has seen it, that cat scene is very funny. Um, okay. And much like every Marvel movie, the villain is totally forgettable. But yeah, I had fun with those characters. Miss um, Marvel, I forget the actress's name, the the girl from Miss Marvel. Uh, she's great, as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had a positive time. That okay. also might have been, you know, I kind of went in with low expectations because everyone was just shitting on it. Yeah. I haven't really seen many people talk about it in general, which is why I was kind of stoked to see that you saw it and I made a mental note to ask you about it. Well, I heard it didn't like perform very well in the box office. And I think because of that, Marvel like pushed back more of its movies. So for like the first mm. time in a long time next year, we only get one single Marvel movie and that's a uh, Deadpool three. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the Ms. Marvel, the TV show, was fucking shit. So, like, I don't, I understand why people weren't clamoring for it. I thought Captain Marvel was okay, but but people kind of shat on that too when that came out. I, I liked both of them. I I, I kind of liked the first half of Ms. Marvel, and I kind of got less interested as it went on. Um, sure. But I really enjoyed the character and the actress who who plays it. She's quite She's enjoyable. So you get you get more yeah. of that for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, but before we, before we get into the po podcast, I'll tell you about my day trying to, uh, pre-order <laughs> or order the, the steam deck OLED this morning. Right. 
Yeah, apparently you had a kind of a rough time, huh? Yeah, which you would because th- you would think like they they when was when did this team come out? Two years ago. Two uh, two years ago, right? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, that's when I got mine. Or did I do it? No, I got mine last year. Hang on. Okay. I got mine last year, but I got mine as part of late. I can't remember when they first went live. Anyway, they're saying came out in 2022, but announced in 2021. Okay. So about last year. And that was a complete clusterfuck when that, um, when those launched and everyone was trying to get it and you got into like, I'm part of Q3. You know, I'm part of tier four, blah, blah, blah. So you would think after that, they're like, all right, well, we know how to do this. No, it seems like they didn't learn anything because the website was completely broken. (laughs) Man. That was the first kind of like, how is how is this happening again? Like you already went through this once. Like you know <laughs> the excitement for this console. Like, okay. Anyway. So I was there. I wanted to get the limited edition OLED one. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm selling my old one to a friend. I want to get like the high end. I might as well get the limited one with the fancy colors and, and translucent design. Mm-hmm. First off, this you know, I'm like, I'm there, I'm like, click order, let's do it site immediately breaks sorry something went wrong error little fun emoji guy looking sad okay well that's great so i you know i go i'm hitting back i'm hitting refresh i'm trying to click it again they're like all right we got it in your cart all right proceed to purchase broken site broken so it's just all right let's just keep running this loop get through it oh put in your payment stuff happily nope the thing in your cart is sold out what it's been like seven minutes and i was here like how really says it's out of stock. Oh, wait, now it says it's back in stock? Nope, kidding. It says it's out of stock. Nope, nope, it is back in stock. Run that loop with the, like, broken website loops. Now we got two issues going constantly as I'm trying to get through this. Um, Sounds you fun. Know, going through the payment method, stuff going like, I don't know, it's erroring out. It's logging me out, which I'm assuming is their attempt to dissuade me. <laughs> so, it's probably them re, like restarting servers or something so now we got (laughs) broken website Uh uh-huh out of stock logging me out that i have to continuously deal with as i'm going through this loop um what was the next thing that happened oh you've tried uh uh, checking out too many times you should hold off for a while (laughs) yeah guess whose fault that was i didn't want to do this too many times (laughs) this is your problem So so now throw that into the mix. Now we got four concurrent issues that I'm continuously butting my head against as we go through this. I get I I have to assume when near the end. It accepted it because then Mm. my bank texts me saying, hey, we we thought we saw like kind of a fraud alert. Um, so we went ahead and blocked Uh this for you. But if it was you just, you know, respond yes. And then you can try again. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I use this card all the time. This is not the first time I've spent this much money on the card. I literally used this card last year to buy a Steam Deck. So you are completely familiar with this storefront. And they blocked it. (laughs) It was 45 (laughs) minutes of me going in these circles. You know, every 10 seconds, one of these errors would pop up for 45 minutes. I eventually got one. Nice. When uh, when are they shipping? Like, did it tell you? when? So that was another thing. When when I first started, it it was like ships one to two weeks or estimated delivery one to two weeks. And then sometimes it would turn into two to four weeks. 
and then sometimes it would turn into out of stock but then sometimes it would turn into one to two weeks but then mm. other times it would turn into you've been logged out <laughs> so as far as i'm concerned i have literally no idea when this is showing up so it's going to show up at some point <laughs> But my, who knows when. What I'm praying for is it shows up before I go to Canada for the holidays. <laughs> Which yeah. I leave I leave on the like four week mark. So unless they take as long as they threatened, like the maximum time, I should get yeah. it before I go up north. So I'm crossing my fingers. But the lesson I learned today is that uh Valve doesn't give a shit. So who knows? <laughs> sure weird it's weird that there would be that many that many issues (laughs) right like yeah you think they would have figured this out because it's not their first it's not their first rodeo with this exact thing and it's not like it like they they've sold lots of products before and one year ago they did this like yeah and i would have had to assume last year there was a bigger uh number of people clamoring for it whereas now the only people who are probably clamoring for it are like people who don't have a steam deck and then the people who have a sickness like i do which is a lot smaller than everyone who doesn't have a steam deck so you you would think that like they would have figured this out i don't know my bet is when the next because they've said you know this is not the steam deck 2 we are working on the steam deck 2 but that's a few years out i'm sure that when the steam deck 2 does come out uh it'll be exactly the same yeah i have no faith that they're gonna learn a lesson um but yeah i'm looking forward to getting too bad eventually (laughs) well at least it's done at least it's behind you it is done that's true um this is the top down perspective it's november 16th i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck and what have you been playing paul uh the big one is risk of rain returns came out literally last week while we were doing well not while we were doing the podcast but the day of tdp last week yeah so i didn't I, played that I didn't know this until you weekend. mentioned it after the show and i almost fell out of my chair yeah. <laughs> i was i had completely <laughs> forgot this game existed <laughs> yeah uh that thing is cool that thing is very good so first of all it's risk of rain again and like with uh updated graphics and a mode where you can like zoom in a little bit more so that like oh okay it looks more like a normal it actually starts defaulted zoomed in like oh, what, really okay i should preface this i played one run yeah i just it's just not on my list because i haven't played like a ton of it but i did play one run by default it seems very zoomed out yeah until you zoom out fully and then it's oh, like holy man. shit you can't see this <laughs> yeah i don't think i would do that like i'm playing it on the steam deck and i was really happy that they oh, had yeah. like a hey we can turn all the like text size up a bit for you which was very yeah nice. yeah um so just starting off that is the same game again which is great i love it new um new sprites and i think they reworked the music and ev- like everything's been reworked so that it's more modernized, but it's the exact same layouts of stuff. I did hear that they kind of remixed the music. It's hard for me to tell because it's been a while yeah. since I listened to that music. But I just someone on a different yeah. podcast did mention they the music has been updated because um, that, that music's great. So, you know, new versions of those songs is awesome. Yeah. My my initial thoughts yeah. are. Because vampire survivor, we now live in a post vampire survivors world. 
which this True. game, yeah. this game, you could, there's similarities. You, you, you know, you could see the similarities yeah. of like, I am a death machine that is constantly attacking and you're going to just keep putting more and more enemies on screen. Right. That is the same for both games. Right. So when I went in and I played Risk yep. Green Returns, I was immediately like, I wish all of my attack buttons were just going off nonstop because that's all I'm doing. That's all I've ever done. The only thing I really need to time yeah. is the dodge. If my character has a dodge. Yeah, they all have something that could be quote unquote construed as a dodge, but like they're different. For, they're like a movement effect, I guess is more correct. Uh, like I almost but, wish um, there was a thing like, hey, can I just turn on like auto attack? Because I don't need to just keep hitting these buttons mm. every five seconds forever. I want to be attacking always. So one thing I found interesting is that you can attack faster than normal from the first game if you like keep hammering the button quickly rather than hold it like you used to for like a lot of the i don't uh, think i knew you could hold it i think the Unless, marine and the bandit you can like oh. tap it quicker than okay. uh but it used to be okay which is cool uh but like you're not gonna do that all the time obviously because that's insane and you're gonna wear your shit out but uh and yeah i forgot that it it is a roguelite thing again where when you don't have everything unlocked it's going to take you a while to get those runs that feel overpowered because you don't some items you just don't have unlocked yet that are like some of the best items in the game um it's it's great being back in there the big cool thing that they added is that they added kind of like alternate attacks or alternate uh skills for each character and to get those, they added a challenge mode where you have to use that skill in a challenge room sort of thing to really hammer home how to use it. And that, I thought, was just super cool. For example, one of the ones that they added for the Huntress is that it's a teleport arrow. She can shoot. It goes into like almost like a uh, old tank game where it just kind of uh, thing pops up. That like a radial menu thing where an arrow is pointing and just goes up and down and then or like a golf game and where you let it go. That's where she'll shoot the arrow. And as soon as it hits something, you'll automatically teleport right there. So they built out a whole level for you to just like teleport around to like learn how to use that thing properly. And then there's like you can gold version. You can like gold star it essentially by doing it under a certain time. There's uh, abilities the bandit gets like a stun grenade. So there is the level to like learn how to use that or to unlock that is you have to steal a bunch of money that's around the level. You only have like two hits you can take from anything. And there's just like a shitload of enemies and crappy locations that you have to learn like where to throw this stun grenade to like sneak past them and stuff. It's really, really cool. Like it's that a really cool. good idea. Uh, some yeah, of those I didn't, gold I didn't know about that. Times um, are insane. And I, they didn't mention anything like that when I did the like early demo back in what was that? It must have been June for GDC. I wonder if it wasn't ready yet or something because I think that's one of the selling points. That's a lot of new content. Yeah, maybe because honestly, like yeah. when they just said like kind of we're like updating everything and we're putting co-op that works, that was like enough for me. That was like a totally over overcooked one to overcooked two. It's like hey, it's not that different, but now there's online. Yeah. 
and is like, okay, you sold. Like, thank you for taking one of my favorite games and making it playable online now. Totally. Yeah. I have yet to do try the online stuff, but uh, Same. I will definitely say that those like challenges and stuff is so cool. Being like playing a bunch of levels with those characters and skills that are completely different than you will ever play that game normally because it's like teaching you a certain mechanic is really cool. I thought it was neat. Also like launch, like it's, it was a lot cheaper than I expected. It's 15 bucks and then there's like launch sales. So it's even, even cheaper like that. That was awesome to see because I could have easily seen them going 20. Yep. Uh, That game had its hooks in me pretty hard for a couple days. I didn't want to stop playing it. I love that game and it was nice to kind of be be back in that mode. And also it reminded me for people who might not know is when we played that game like every night for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like a co-op thing. Yeah. When I first moved here. Yeah. That was uh, if I remember we had to like use Hamachi to like log into each other's computer to start a session and it was janky as shit. And like it was some old school stuff going on there. A daily yeah. challenge we did. Yeah, no, and uh, and it seems like a lot of people did that because I even remember talking to the devs of like, yeah, everyone had to do like weird workarounds and they they name drop Hamachi and I remember that thing like would yep. not get off my computer no matter how many times I tried to <laughs> uninstall it, which yeah, I think that alone kind of tells you how enjoyable using that software was. Yeah, yeah, it it was definitely something. Uh, it yeah, it's cool. It was just a really nice blast from the past, and I'm gonna keep. I'm obviously going to keep playing it, but that's a great podcast game or just like hanging out. I have an hour to kill before something and get a run in or whatever. Sure. Um, besides that, I've been still playing Alan Wake 2. I'm at the end, uh, as in I can't go any further with Alan. It's forcing me to play Saga and Saga is at the point of no return. So I'm just going to collect the last couple things that I'm missing. I looked up where they are. I'm going to go get them and then I'm going to finish that game next session okay yeah uh yeah this weekend um I, I finally i finished up some big games um i finished up alan wake 2 so that's done which is nice i can finally get back to some stuff i had put aside mm-hmm. uh i was doing lots of um playstation hardware review video coverage stuff so i went and platinumed spider-man 2 uh which okay. i think is yep. the first time i've platinumed a game ever so okay fun <clears throat> sure. um, but yeah, I couldn't talk about it last week, but I I play I used the PlayStation Portal quite a bit. Oh right, you couldn't, could you? Because yeah, the Monday the, was the Monday uh, was the embargo. Yeah, sure. So, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on that thing? Pretty much, like I had had so much early hands on time with it, there wasn't anything really that surprising to it. Um, it is such a niche little device. I don't. I don't really know who it's for. Right. It It's, you know, it, it's for people who want to play in a different room, but for one reason or another, they refuse to use like the free options that they have available to them already. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, I talk about that in my video because I was, because, you know, you know, remote play is not a new feature. You can do this on your computer. You can do this on your tablets, your phone. And if you want the portal, it means you know, you, you're going to need a PlayStation already. So you have the controller. Yeah. So you have to, it's, it's, it's such a weird, weirdly niche device. Yeah. Um, but, but on the, on the other side though of it, like 
hardware wise, it's really nice. That screen is really nice. If it's obviously like the controller is the exact same. So it, it looks nice on my internet. It ran like 99% totally normal. Um, so like, it is a cool device. I just, it, it's a hard sell, I think for most people. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's like hard to recommend it because sure there are there are so many other ways you can get 99 percent of of the experience for free basically i would be interested to see like npd numbers to see how many people bought that buy that thing at like at the end of the year i'm just interested in like what the market for something like that is yeah and i mean like you, you know one of the questions like does PlayStation support it? And because it doesn't have like a library of games, they don't really have to support it. They don't really have to do anything right. with it for it to like get better or worse. You just keep putting games on PlayStation five and you can play them with your portal. I just I'd firmware be some, updates at most. Yeah. I'd be curious if they added more functionality. There was a few things I learned after I, my, my video had gone live that I just hadn't tried out, which were kind of confused or, or curious to me. I guess you can't access any of your media apps when you're using it. Um, Wait, is that a DHCP thing? Because I don't know. I know I, they're kind of. I didn't actually yeah, try it because I, I, I don't have any like videos downloaded on my my uh, sure. PlayStation five. Um, and I'm not logged into like Netflix on there. That was nothing. You can't use your Netflix right. account on it. Um, but mm. you know, and we talked about this when, when, um, it was first an announced, like you, even though PlayStation has cloud streaming services and this is connected to the internet, you can't access those games. Right. Yeah. Um, another, another one I'd learned about afterwards that I just never had tried during the weekend I was reviewing it is you can't, you know, a lot of uh, Wi-Fi networks will require a web browser for you to like hit accept on their like terms of service before they will actually give you uh, yeah. the Internet. This doesn't has yeah. no way of you selecting that. Um, so if you're trying to connect to those networks, which will be rare, like I can't imagine many people are going to take this outside their home um to, to connect to their playstation 5 but it is doable and i you know I, sh I tested it out with just in the park like hot spotting off my phone that did work um i do have a yeah. weird anecdote actually now that i think about it so a guy i work with he had to go spider-man came out he had to go for training uh somewhere and he was really considering getting one of these so that he could just bring his PlayStation, hook it up in the hotel room and just play without having to like bring all the monitors and stuff. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to try the um, remote play app and stuff first. But if like that doesn't work good enough, maybe I'll just pick one of those. Up. I was like, OK, well, the man, thing is, I guess <laughs> thing is, if the remote play app is not working well for you, the portal will not work as well for you because it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the same right. tech and, you know, like so that that's the weird thing. It's like this thing is not better at remote playing. It connects immediately and like will get you playing faster, but it's faster right. than you hitting like the app on your phone and waiting for that to connect. Like we're talking about a couple seconds here. Right. It, it's not like it's a better at remote playing. It doesn't have any like extra stuff in it to do that. So I just love this use case of like 
somebody I actually know in real life was just like, maybe I'll just bring the PlayStation and hook it in and then like use remote player. Like the exact thing that this would probably be nice for if I guess you didn't have the remote play option, which you do already. Yeah. But yeah, weird. They would also need like an internet connection because this thing cannot con- the, the the portal cannot connect directly to the PlayStation. You it has to go that through the so router and me. back. So like it it's it's not a Wii it's not working the way the Wii U did yeah, where it was true. like one to one. You needed a you could you connected right to the the device, which you know that led to issues like I can't take it very far because the the yeah. the, the signal strength is not great. I can't go through walls very well. Stuff like that. Um, but it doesn't that would even be have bad a, then in the hotel because hotel Wi-Fi is fucking terrible as it is. Yeah. And hopefully Man. that hotel has the way to connect to the internet, which without a web browser, your phone, you could do that. But right, right. the portal <laughs> can't. I could see them adding that wow. going forward, maybe. Yeah. But I I really don't know. <laughs> it, is, it is an odd device. Fuck. I really this think it's going to kind of... I'm going to I feel like it's going to be very similar to the PS Vita TV. The Vita TV, I guess, was the full name of it, Uh which was another like very niche thing of like, do you want to play your Vita games on the TV? (laughs) Which, you know, probably not. But that had the niche capability, though, where that's like the way a lot of speedrunners and streamers got game capture for like videos of Vita games. So that had like like. That had a use case for a specific set of people, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're if we're trying to find a use case, the portal has a use case. Like, I'm not saying it's useless. For sure. I'm definitely not saying oh, I, that. it sounds useless. But um, yeah, I get what you're. I get what you I mean, mean. Like, speaking for me personally, like I use my Steam Deck remote playing my Xbox, my PlayStation in bed all the time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I like I will get use out of this, but. You know, I would I have bought this for myself? I'm right. sick, That's so probably. And in fact, I did have one ordered until Sony was like, "Hey, we're gonna hook you up." But I'm again, you I'm actually sick. have a problem. I yeah. didn't realize. <laughs> but again, I this like with the Steam Deck, I yeah. I can already do that. I was already doing that, so yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to make that decision yourself. The Steam Deck is also you know four hundred dollars, whatever or model you get. So it's a lot more expensive, yeah. but it can also do a lot more than the portal i think what one of my one of my takeaways at the end of it was this this device hardware wise is so nice it just makes me Uh wish like that it had internal storage that i could put games on this yeah and i'm sure it's a lot harder because like the ps5 is huge it is there's probably no way right right now in 2023 that they can shrink that down to fit on there like even look at the steam deck that thing is bulky in fact it's the same size as the as the portal um but it's just like this this would be so cool if i was just playing offline spider-man 2 sure yeah 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 cool uh, um, I just wanted to ask you quickly, Alan Wake Two, the ending stick it for you? Are you are you happy with the way it ended? Obviously, no I, I'm I'm very happy with the way it ended. I'm okay. Right down to like the last line, I was like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm. I have a theory where they're going, but we'll see. Like, obviously, I have no idea for sure, but um. And then so, some quick hits uh, while we're talking about the Steam Deck. I played through 
played through. I played a chunk of Slay the Princess. I've seen credits. Okay. I have a feeling I've seen maybe 10% of that game. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, there's no... Okay. Which version of the princess did you get? I don't know if there's even a way tons to of talk them. about I got it. tons of them. You got tons of them? Okay. Well, because the way... I don't even know how you talk about this game, honestly, yeah. <laughs> without, like, specifically saying what path you took. But, like, yeah. What, so one thing I did appreciate as, as someone who has played a lot of, like, loop games is yeah. this one does not allow you to repeat stuff. And if you even try to go down the exact same, like, flow chart of options, oh, it yeah. will just block... It'll, it'll Something different will happen. Um, so you will yeah. see new stuff every single time, which is great. And it'll block you out. You can actually even put on an accessibility option to be like, just don't even show me the grayed out options that I can... Oh, okay. Which I, I didn't do, but you could. Um, it doesn't have the best um, uh, Steam Deck support just when... Anytime where they give you like a whole bunch of options to scroll through, that yeah. just kind of breaks a bit, which is weird. Um, sure. Hopefully there's an update yeah. coming for that. It's still playable. You can kind of muscle your way through those. Um, but yeah, I, it was really nice where every time, because a lot of times I was like, I don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again, but like I want to get. I want to see what was going to happen. It even goes out of its way to tell you you're going to see new stuff every time. So that was definitely nice. Uh, yeah, no, I, don't really, I know I don't a way I can anything. So I know a way I can word it. Did you completely like feed the vessel? Yeah, and that gets like, you. Yeah, yeah, credits, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, that game goes some weird places. <laughs> It does. And <laughs> like I said, really like cool. with the number of uh, achievements, I, I think I've only seen less than 10% of that game. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I got 14 out of 97 or something like I think I'm, I'm probably somewhere around that. Have you have you yeah. gotten credits more than once? Yes, I have. OK, so if if I was doing like another run, does anything change that much other than just. Like, like if you can I get you can get a different version of the princess literally every time if you choose different options. Yeah. OK, but yeah. but it's always going to be kind of the same uh, premise going forward. I think so. Like the, like I can't even tell you definitively. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, you said you've you gotten credits twice. Yeah, I've so there is one I've gotten end credits a couple times. There is one ending that I'm not even counting also which is like oh. literally just do what the narrator tells you the whole time. I mean, I tried doing that and it still wasn't successful a lot of the time. <laughs> you literally just get a screen that says play it properly, like the end. But this isn't like actually the end. Like, <laughs> again, like, yeah, there, okay. there was definitely times where I was like, OK, I'm just going to try and do everything I said. And it did not work out well for me. Yeah. So what leads me to believe also that there is a lot of shit in there is I specifically got like a version of the princess that when I got an achievement for it, it was like this version half, like half whatever or no full, because I think you can also bring her to the vessel when before she fully transforms into like the final thing that I saw, 
So I think you can even bring those versions like before they're like on the last day, if that makes it because you have like the three days or whatever, the three chapters. OK, then like we're getting pr- pretty spoilery, so we shouldn't. It's crazy. I, I that that does lead to my next question, though, is how many ch- how how many chapters have you gotten to? Because I it was usually two. One time I got to three. But is there have you is there a chapter four ever that you've seen? So as far as I can tell, no, because chapter okay. four will bring you to like the final area or like chapter three always ends with you kind of blacking out into the new the next area or whatever. OK, the final area, as far as I can tell. But yeah, yes. chapter three is kind of like the evolved state. Every, it's a weird game. Almost every time. Yeah, weird, it's a weird game, man. It's really great. It's really good. <laughs> um, OK, last game I played, I played through all of Thirsty Suitors this week. Um, How long is that? I was looking into it. Probably like f- five or six hours. Oh, okay. Short-ish. Um, thematically, this is, or I guess I should say uh, plot-wise, it's very Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, you are Jala, a mid-20s uh, woman uh, returning to her kind of small town home um, in like the Pacific Northwest um, after going through a breakup. And then like six of your exes all want to fight you. Uh, because right. d- as, when you were living here, you were kind of toxic and you had just a bunch of like bad relationships with these six people. So you have to fight all of them. Sure. Um, I think the writing is really good. I think it's really funny. It has a really great visual style. Um, there's kind of a lot going on. So like it's an RPG, like combat is turn based RPGs. There's also like your mode of tra- traversal is skateboarding. So there's a whole sk- skateboard mechanic where you can like grind mm-hmm. on everything and you're doing tricks and stunts and there's a skate park that you go to pretty frequently if, if you want to just like do skate challenges i didn't do a ton of the skate challenges uh i just wanted to kind of get through the story and the story mentions the skating is is optional so i was i was happy to see that um but i think the part that really shines mm-hmm. is the writing um you know the conflicts you're having with these exes it's all about kind of like reconciliate uh reconciling with them coming to like better terms. So you're hearing a lot about like what you did to them, what their lives are like. And then you guys are like making up. Um, then there's a whole kind of subplot of you with your, uh, family, your, your mom's Indian, your, your dad's from Sri Lanka. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there about being like kind of an immigrant family and an overbearing grandma. That's actually one of the, the really funny parts is the way they handle random encounters in this game are, you can choose when to do them you'll see like a, a package on the, on like kind of the overworld and it'll say grift or gift. And then it's just like a roll okay. of dice, whether you get like an item or you get a, a battle and those encounters, they're all suitors that your grandma has set up to come find you to try and date you. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's pretty funny. And yeah, so the combat kind of works like you are inflicting a mood on these people, whether it's like you're, you're making them shocked, you're making them angry, you're making them thirsty. And then you can do special attacks that'll do more damage and stuff like that. So it's on pretty much everything. It's on game pass. That's how I played through it. I would give it a look. Um, it's a, it's a pretty fun, enjoyable time for sure. It's funny. And yeah, I think the writing is pretty enjoyable. Cool. All right. And that's all you played, right? Yep. Okay. So let's do some news. 
as always, because it's 2023, let's start with the layoffs of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this uh, earlier today, actually. Amazon Games laid off 180 employees. Uh, which is a ton of yep. people. What's sad is like these are still happening so close to the holidays now, which is just like extra devastating, I'm sure, for these families. Sure. Yeah. Um, To kind of break it down, because it just says Amazon's game division. This article here I'm reading on Aftermath is let's see. Let's see. This includes the entirety of Crown Channel, an Amazon based Twitch channel and the game growth team with a larger goal of refocusing efforts around prime gaming. So that's definitely a bummer over there. But hey, it doesn't stop right there because 505 Games, um, specifically, I guess it's their parent company, which is called Digital Bros. I mean, I'm familiar with 505, (laughs) but I I, I didn't know Digital Bros. They laid off 30% of their workforce. Yeah. Theirs is even grosser, too, where they're just like, yeah, people don't want to buy new games, so we're just downsizing to sequels. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, what does this, that even mean? <laughs> like here, the headline, I'll just read it. 505 Games parent company lays off 30% of its workforce, says gamers really only want sequels, so that's what it's going to make. Yep. Which, so, like, that, yeah, awesome. that's just, like, I know that's true, and it's just such a bummer. Yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> like, I think I was looking, I was seeing a headline recently of some NDP numbers, and it was like, and like the top selling games, like the Assassin's Creed Mirage one, which I understand was kind of uh, received kind of middling is like the third best selling game this year or something like that. Or maybe maybe it was last month something or something. Pretty crazy. Uh, 505 games. Um, so sorry, I'll read this next part. <clears throat> Digital Bros isn't a particularly well-known name in the video game world, but it's It owns a number of studios you may be familiar with. 505 Games is the biggest name of the bunch, but it also has DR Studios, Kuno Simulazioni. I've never, I have not heard of that. Avent Garden, Mm. Nesting Games, Supernova Games, Infinity Plus, and In-Game Studios. Um, And 505 Games have the publishing Mm. rights to a number of big titles, such as Death Stranding, Control, Ghost Runner, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, it's also a major shareholder in the payday studio Starbreeze. Starbreeze, yeah. Hmm. Wow, that sucks. Oh, just keeps going. Yep. Update the uh, video game layoffs.com. Yep, exactly. All right, on some more positive news. Uh, Netflix announced that Hades is coming to the platform next year. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. Which, hey, that's great like for the them. the actual game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Netflix, um, once again, I think someone had it worded it nicely, is like the best free game service that no one plays. Yeah. I don't even have Netflix anymore. No, I'm right there with you. I don't. W- but I'm just saying, if you do, there's some pretty good games on there. Yeah. Um, and then Baldur's Gate 3, it seems like the Xbox version is pretty imminent. Uh, Larian came out and yes. tweeted um, they're going to have more uh, news on Baldur's Gate soon and the game is on track for a December release. We'll see you at the Game Awards for the world premiere of the exact release date. Yeah, they also announced their physical edition on uh, oh, Xbox, the deluxe PlayStation one, right? and PC. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. Lots of stuff in there. Yep. Uh, for anybody wondering, you get the discs, obviously, 
soundtrack on three CDs, a cloth world map, two fabric patches, 32 stickers, and a poster. Do you have the price of that? I think I heard it was a good deal. Uh, let me see if I can find it on here. Oh, someone just said in the chat, 80 bucks. Yeah, $10 crazy. more than the base game. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll like, just get that one. Like, I want I want the Xbox version. Yeah. And it's you like, well, I might as well one. get that. It's 10 bucks more. Yeah. You got a bunch of stickers. Put them on your water bottle along with your top down perspective. Patreon one. Join now if you don't. have Yeah, one. that's true. You can still do that. Yeah. OK. And then um, the Game Award nominees came out. So we should go through these. Make some predictions. Sure. I already voted for all of mine. So like the ones I want, but we'll talk about what I think will actually win because I didn't vote for <laughs> ones that I think will win necessarily. Okay. I never vote. So um, I just look at the nominees <laughs> and then the talk, talk about it on the, like, isn't it like that, like the, the community votes, they're only like, they, they're worth nothing of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're worth like nothing, but I don't know. I like voting. I uh, said we start at the bottom and work our way to the top. Oh shit. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I'm in the thing already. So I got to uh, nominees view all categories. Can we skip everything to most anticipated game? Like not do the esports or content creator of the year. Yeah. Cause I don't care about any of those. Like we'll yeah, go for most I, anticipated. It, no, that's up. good. Cause I was just going to guess based on what their names are. So yeah, that works with me. Most anticipated game. Okay, so we have Final Dilemma. Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. I think this is this a is great a strong list. Yeah, this, like, Tekken 8's not really for me, but, like, I'm excited for all of these games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth probably takes it, though, right? Because that fan base is crazy. That fan, fan base is crazy. I mean, Star Wars Outlaws looks so good, and I'm personally very excited for Hades. People do love Hades. True. Yeah, I do. It's I do. not a secret why those two are the first two listed. <laughs> yeah, I do think Final Fantasy takes it. That that would be my prediction. Uh, I also, yeah, I'm keeping track of these as well. So, okay. So, oh wait, this is previous now, right? Best adaptation: We have Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal. I feel like this has to be Last of Us, considering. So I I feel the same way, but I think that Mario Bros. movie is bigger than we both know. <laughs> but Jeff that... Keighley loves bringing Troy Baker out on stage. Sure. And Neil Druckmann out I... on stage like he's got friends there. <laughs> yeah. What I'm what I'm saying, though, is that that stupid Peaches song from that movie, which is a one-off just like supposed to be funny Jack Black joke was the biggest fucking thing in TikTok for like a month. And I don't understand why. So I think that's maybe going to win. Over under on, um, is there going to be a performance from Jack Black doing peaches? Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, of course, that's I, I mean, maybe happen. I bet that's, yeah, I, I think it's a shoe in what I think should happen. I don't want to spoil much. Alan Wake too. But I, <laughs> but yeah. that would that would be too Get the good. The old gods of Asgard are there. Bring them yeah. back. Yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. That'd be so great. 
Um, it would be it would be very fantastic. Um, I mean, it's one of these two for sure. Okay, what do you want to say? I'll take the other one because I agree with you. I think, I think Last one of us gets it. Okay, I'll say Mario then. That way, at least one of us will be right. Okay. Next, we have oh, this best next one is such a weird category. <laughs> this is a weird one. Yeah. Um. So, best multiplayer. If people didn't hear that, it's Baldur's Gate three, Diablo four, Party Animals, Street Fighter six, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So the Street Fighter one is weird because it's like you're technically right, but then every fighting game should be on <laughs> like could That's, be a contender. This makes me think because like when we get to the fighting game category, it's like, well, clearly Street Fighter is going to win because the other ones aren't good in multiplayer. Apparently, as far as you're concerned. Right. <laughs> Wait, I don't actually remember. Is Party Animals under best fighting? Game? <laughs> I don't, maybe I don't that'll know. Win. I haven't I haven't looked at these categories before, so I don't actually know. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm part of me is like if Baldur's Gate is in the category, it wins the category for this entire show. Yeah, I personally voted for Diablo four because it makes that game so much funner for me. But I think it's probably Baldur's Gate. I could see party animals and I will throw my chair if Super Mario Bros. Wonder wins this. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it does. Um, I'm going to go Baldur's Gate three. I'm also going to go Baldur's Gate. Okay. Next up, best sports slash racing game. We have EA Sports FC 24, which is their uh, soccer uh, game for people maybe not in the know or don't remember. F123. Yeah. Forza Motorsport. Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged and the Crew Motor Fest which I didn't even remember came out this year. Has a sports game ever won this category? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, it's probably going to be Forza Motorsport. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Okay. Okay, best sim strategy. Oh, this is another another weird category. Uh, Advanced yeah. Wars 1 plus 2, Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. This is so weird. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, Fire Emblem Engage, that was a, that was a good Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Enough to win? Was it the best sim strategy game? It's so weird comparing these games. Like, these are such different games. Like, I guess Advance Wars and Fire Emblem are pretty similar, but, like, that's it. I'm going to go Advance Wars because that's what I voted for because that's kind of the one I played because of TDP plus RIP. I'm going to go City Skylines 2. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. Best okay. family okay. game. Uh, we have Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. This has to be Mario. I think it's Mario. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see Disney Illusion Island getting some love because I do think that's a cool game. Um, but again, Mar it's yeah. Mario. Like, I'm wondering how much people loved Party Animals because 
from what I remember, like not to spoil anything or whatever, I think it's on a lot of these nominations. So people oh, apparently okay. love that thing. I've had it downloaded, but because it's on Game Pass, I just hadn't had time to get to it yet. Right. Uh, best fighting game, God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. Well, clearly we know it has to be Street Fighter because that's the only one worthy of being a good multiplayer game. Of course. It's also the one I think will win. Yeah. Even though I voted for Mortal Kombat because I like Mortal Kombat games more personally, but not for the same reasons I think fighting game people do. Yeah. All right, best RPG. This one broke my mind because, like, for the listeners at home, when I go through these, this, every one of these is a completely different version of RPG that all are like, well, do you like the turn-based or do you like this? That? So the nominees are Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. <laughs> it's like, yeah, those are all great. Those are all great games. I could, I could see the argument for, like, RPG for like all of these Liza P seems like a bit of an outlier for me, but I guess specifically Final Fantasy 16 is like pretty similar in in genre at this point with Liza P. Yeah. With that all said, for me, Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 takes it like. (laughs) Okay, so we're in agreement, but it's like. Do you like D&D? Do you like Devil May Cry? Like, what other game do you like? Because we have an RPG for you <laughs> in this category. All right, this next category is rough. This, this is, this is going to be a hard one. Uh, this is Best Action Adventure. It's Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know, man. So for... For me, it's between Spider-Man and Tears of the Kingdom. I think we'll win this one. And I think Spider-Man edges it out personally. But I also didn't play Jedi Survivor. So I, I really like Jedi no Survivor quite a bit. I like a lot of these games. Like, I, I, in fact, I really like a lot of these games. <laughs> um, So so one of my th- thoughts going into the Game Awards here is every time Alan Wake 2 shows up, I like that game a whole bunch. It yeah. did a lot of very cool things, but I just don't know how it's going to like rank compared to everything. It's hard. Somebody actually tweeted about this where there's just like the bad thing about Alan Wake getting so much talk is it's kind of not for normies. Like people are, might get into it and be like, people are talking this thing up. But it is a fucking weird ass game <laughs> that if you're not in, you might not like it. <laughs> That's true. And like when like when I'm talking to, to like my normie friends, they're like, I've never even heard of Alan Wake. What are you talking? Yeah, about? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, In fact, one of them was thought I was saying Alan Wick the whole time. So they were thinking about the John Wick movies when I would talk to them about this. Like, yo, there are some scenes where he is definitely Alan Wick or a version of it. (laughs) But but I know like amongst like the review, like it got great review scores and amongst critics, like it it was like an like a darling. But it just feels like such a dark horse that I don't know how to like peg up against what what people are going to say. So unfortunately, I have a feeling like this is not going to come away with much. 
Well, for this specifically, I think the action adventure part, it's not going to win this one because that's not what that game excels at personally. Also, I would kind of say the same about Resident Evil 4, but uh, somebody in chat made a good point. Uh, four out of five of these are Game of the Year nominations. So sorry, Jedi Survivor. <laughs> Unless this is like their um, nod to it. I think the one thing be. you you could say against Spider-Man is that it is very similar to the last one, which is why I think yeah. I would give it to Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's between those anyways. I do think it is between those two. Um, yeah. Okay. Best action game, uh, which is a little bit different. Armored Core 6 fires a Rubicon. Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Reb- Remnant 2. I'm actually surprised Lies of P is not in this category. Yeah, yeah, I could see it in this category, considering yeah. they literally say best game in action genre focused on combat. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> surprised. So, One yeah. thing I that I, kind of thing I was seeing some people saying about Lies of P is like if if it was the exact same game, but it had like the from software as, as the developer, like nothing is different. The developer is just a ship. Like the name is just from software. Liza P probably would just get way more attention and probably more recognition. So yes, I definitely agree with you. Uh, the circles I run in Liza P is the most talked about game I've heard almost this year because I follow a lot of people that are into Souls games and they're like, this is a Souls game and it's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yes, you're right. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard lots of great things. People really like how that turned out. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. That's one of the games I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to now that I wrapped up some other stuff. Yeah, this one's hard. Uh, I picked Armored Core. Do you think Armored Core takes it just because it's from soft? No, I think Armored Core takes it because of the ones I played. It's the best game on here. Okay. Hi-Fi Rush, I could see an argument for just for how, like, novel it is. Remnant 2 is very cool. All these other games are, like, a tier below in terms of, like, size. Yeah. And, uh, like, popular opinion. So, yeah, I guess it is probably Armored Core. Yeah. I do think the the FromSoft title is going to help it a lot, too. But Armored Core is sick. Like, that game is really good. So, it deserves it either way. Uh, Best VR slash AR... We have Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR Mode, and Synapse. And I think Horizon Call of the Mountain just takes it because of the name. Okay. Horizon Call of the Mountain. Um, I don't really have like... A horse in this race. I chose Resident Evil Village VR mode because Big Lady in VR is hilarious. Uh, but I think humanity might have like a weird like critics are like, yeah, that thing was really cool and different. So I'll, I'll go humanity. Okay. Why not? Uh, I, I don't know much about Synapse, but yeah, I don't out of the it. other four, Call of the Mountain is the only one that is can only be played in VR. Sure. So there's that. Yeah. yeah uh, best mobile game. Final Fantasy VII, Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, uh, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. 
I think Honkai Star Rail takes it. Yes, I agree. I heard really great things about Hello Kitty Island Adventure if you like Animal Crossing games. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Honkai Star Rail for sure. I can tell you Honkai Star Rail is incredible. That game is great, but I don't have the time to put into it and I don't have the money I want to spend into it to like okay. make that up. So best debut indie game cocoon dredge pizza tower venba and viewfinder strong this, list there's another strong list uh, there's a lot of games i love on this i don't see venba taking it um which is a bummer i don't see I'm, viewfinder taking it either frankly i don't know i i, I could see a good one for viewfinder i like for I think me, it comes down to pizza tower I think it's Viewfinder or Pizza Tower. Wow, okay. I, I mean, I'm saying Pizza Tower either way. <laughs> if so. it was me, it like the one that I liked the most, it's Dredge. I don't think... Dredge is great. Yeah, I like I just got that DLC. I'm excited to play that DLC. Um, is that out? I didn't realize that. Yes, it just came out, yep. Shit. Cocoon play is also weekend. very cool. Pizza Tower definitely had like the biggest buzz around it, but I just know like viewfinder was also pretty pretty massive at least in like the critic space like everyone was kind of talking about how cool that thing is but i'm i'm gonna guess it's pizza tower probably okay and now best independent game which which is similar cocoon dave the diver dredge sea of stars and viewfinder so there's been some drama on Twitter about Dave the Diver being on here because it was funded by one of the biggest game companies in the world, <laughs> I guess. Which is what? But it's uh, the peop- Nexon, I think, that company okay. that I think took um, the Dark and Darker devs to court or whatever last year. I don't know. Anyways, there's been some people saying like Dave the Diver shouldn't be on here because it's bankrolled by large China companies. Oh, okay. And I heard Dave the Diver is really cool. I still need to play that. that I've been told by everybody it's incredible and I haven't played it. It's on the best independent game. Maybe I'll play that on my I'm gonna new give this to Dredge Steam Deck I OLED. Nice. I'm going to give it to Dredge because I want Dredge to win. I don't think Dredge is getting anything, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Probably not. Yeah, this is a hard one, man. I, I really don't know where it's going to come down to it. I'm going to guess Viewfinder. Okay. All right. Okay, this Fair this enough. next one's kind of weird. So next one is best community support, which is Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 6, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. And it was interesting because these nominations came out at the beginning of this week, whereas last week, yeah. De- uh, Bungie just laid off all of their like community support people in their big also they've been thing. fighting with their community because people are calling them out on their bullshit and they're like, derp, what? So, like, no, I don't think it's Destiny 2. They're fucking idiots. Um, I could see Baldur's Gate 3. They've been really, really community-facing, but it's probably Final Fantasy, because it always is. 
in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it does often seem to be Final Fantasy. Like uh, Cyberpunk obviously had their big update. Um, yep. And True. the DLC and the expansion. So that was kind of two things. Baldur's Gate was early access. So that had a, a lot of community support throughout that. And then they're still patching it, which is no I would argue, Sky doing anything this year. Like, why yeah, are they, they here? They, they still been putting stuff out. I think at like the same clip as well. Really? Yeah, that's insane. What else can you do to that thing? And they're still free. Like, I think it's like yeah. they're on like update like 18 or something now. Something crazy. Um, I think it's Baldur's Gate, honestly. Part of me is like, I want to say Final Fantasy 14 because they always win it. Yeah. Yeah. But Baldur's Gate 3 is probably going to win every category. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'll just do Final Fantasy 14. It's a safer bet. Okay. And then similarly, we have the best ongoing, which is uh, different, but kind of similar. Game outstanding ongoing content or whatever. We have Apex Legends, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy, Fortnite, and Genshin. See, this is actually probably where my head was at for the last one, because to be honest, I don't know what the community support like in terms of like the communication is for like any of those games. <laughs> so, right. Um, I don't think 14 wins it this year because they finished on a big arc and they're just kind of like chilling right now, starting a new one. I know people hey. are stoked for it, but they're not like full force in it this year. I have no idea what Genshin has been up to. Part of me wants to think Fortnite. Did no when did Part of no me build thinks Fortnite as well? When did no build come out? Was no build this year or last year? I don't remember. It was last year. Okay. If it was this year, I would have definitely given okay. it to Fortnite. This year was OG, which brought a lot of people back to it, but I'm still gonna I don't give know. It Cyberpunk to has has a argument here with their update kind of bringing back everything my argument against it for my personal reasons why i didn't vote for that is because it doesn't feel like it's like ongoing support this feels like kind of they released the thing that like it should have been when that game released like that patch is kind of what they promised originally i guess i didn't play the new content yet but yeah i i I think them like fixing everything and overhauling it by definition would be considered ongoing support like they yeah rather than just leaving it to just, die exactly just leaving it and le- left it out was what it is which companies have definitely done in the past so yeah i mean yeah. Like, look at anthem that like that thing never got fixed yeah, what a bummer i'm, this is I'm gonna give it difficult. i'm gonna give it to Fortnite, cyberpunk though. okay okay i was hoping that maybe you would say Fortnite because i want one of us to be right Okay, Uh, the next one made me remember there's a game on here that I've been wanting to play for months now and I need to play. Games for Impact. This is thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. We have A Space for the Unbound, Chance of Sonar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, um, Terra Nil, and Venba. I've been meaning to play Chance of Sonar since it came out, I think it's September. And I think that might be my game. Well, like one of my games of the year if I play it, because it looks incredible. 
I've been hearing extremely cool things. It's on like my wish list. I'm like waiting for a sale at this point. Um, yeah, that's the yeah. only. That's, yeah. uh, I haven't played Terra Nil, but I played all the other ones between except for those two. I don't know which one takes it though. Yeah, I want Chance of Sonar to win, so I'm just going to say that because I have no idea otherwise. I could see it. I've been hearing people talking about Chance of Sonar for sure. Uh, I'm not hearing many people talk about the other games. Venba a little bit. I've heard good things about, about Venba. Venba's yeah, cool, yeah. and it's it's like two hours long. Like You should absolutely play Venba. That's a, such a unique little thing. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give it to Chance of Sonar. You think there's any world where Goodbye Volcano High wins this? You played it, so I don't know. I don't think so. I do like that game. Yeah. I also really like A Space for the Unbound. That's another really cool game. Chia didn't really grab me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Hey, where are we? Innovation and accessibility. Um, We have Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. So accessibility. Yeah, I don't know enough about what they did for accessibility for all these, other than I know Forza always like knocks it out of the park. That's kind of why I'm just defaulting to that, because I don't remember. Like, I'm, I'm in the like privileged category where I don't need to look at accessibility options ever so I kind of just don't unless something's bothering me in the game so I actually just don't know I'm just gonna I say wonder, Forza I wonder if they're considering Street Fighter 6's like new control scheme and accessibility feature where they like made it like super simple oh that's a good point but I, yeah. but I don't know I don't know because that's like it that's almost kind of like the default so I don't know if that even like counts as accessibility or if it's just a change, like I don't, I don't know enough about what. I almost kind of wish they would give more details on these. Yeah, like you could click in to kind of see what what they're talking about. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this next category, I love. I always love this category. Best performance. We have Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16, who does um, the main character Clive. Uh, Cameron Monaghan mm-hmm. for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. He does the main character who I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Idris Elba in Cyberpunk's Phantom Liberty. Melanie LeBird Le in Alan Wake 2, she, that, who is Saga. Neil Newborn, Baldur's Gate 3, who is... Asterian. Asterian. I was going to say Aster, but I knew that wasn't right. And then Yuri Lowenthal <laughs> for Spider-Man uh, 2, who is Peter Parker. Th- this is hard. Like, these are all great. So I didn't see Cameron Monaghan's. I didn't play that game, but I played the first one and he's fine in it. He was fine. I think the standout for me personally was Yuri. So I chose him. I voted Um, for him myself. There is no way it is not Neil Newborn, Newborn for Baldur's Gate 3. Everyone loves that character. Maybe I killed that character. I spent no time with him. Holy smokes! You, oh, that—that's crazy, man. That character's so good and enjoyable. That character attacked my party, and then I killed him, and just was like, "Yep, yeah, fuck that guy." Hey, man, Let's everyone attacked my party, and you got to talk. You got to talk to them. You got to—you got to find out what's going no. on. 
No, we don't talk to vampires. Oh, they fucking I think, I think you missed useless. out on a on a very cool party member. No, I doubt it. Well, okay. Anyway, uh, I think he it's definitely gets it. It's probably the winner. I'm giving it to Yuri anyway, but it's probably Neil. I think one of the main things where I don't see it being Yuri is it is we've we got that performance last time. Yeah, so just, like a similar just kind of like more of that one, whereas all of these other ones are new. Um, so they kind of have. I don't know, more push towards them, man. Saga's so good in this. Wow. Yeah, uh, one of the things I, I, could, I, one I, the things I really that. liked about uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was the the writing and the performances between the characters that, that like, really stuck out to me. Oh, sure. Yeah, you should play that game. That's a, that is a good Star Wars game. How long is it? I probably don't it's, have time for this year's game. Yeah, it's year, on the longer but, side. It's, you know, it's as long as yeah. the last, it's probably like 30 hours almost, but like it, it is a good yeah. game for sure. Yeah, I'll probably pick it up on a good sale. All right, best audio design. We have Alan Wake 2, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. Makes sense that the horror games would be on here because horror games do audio extremely well. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is all about the audio. I will say this is not score and music. Just for people listening at home, this is literally the other stuff because there is a different category for music. Uh, so I, I chose I mean, Dead I, Space I, because I, it's the, the sound design in Dead Space is incredible. Yeah, I didn't play Dead Space or Resident Evil 4, so I, I, don't, I don't really know that. Alan Wake I think Alan very, Wake takes it. Alan Wake's very cool, I but I could I could also see Hi-Fi Rush because like the whole thing is designed around the audio, right? Like it's a rhythm game as well, but I just don't know if it's I, I kind of don't see why Spider-Man is here. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. Like maybe city sounds while you're like whipping by or something. I don't know. Yeah, I also don't see it, though. I'm going to I'm going to go Alan Wake, too. Yeah, I went Alan Wake 2 as well. You know what? Then I will go Dead Space. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just why not? Okay. Best music and score. So this is the music one. Um, we have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is a hard category. Yes. It is. If you're going like, what was my favorite song of the year? It's Alan Wake 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> this song is so good. I actually yeah. didn't hear a ton of uh, Baldur's Gate 3 because since I played that on Steam Deck, uh, I was awfully, I often had the audio off. Uh-huh. Um, Final Fantasy 16 has some great music as well. So does Tears of the Kingdom. Hi-Fi Rush is all, all like, this is a hard category. Yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is all music. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess Final Fantasy 16. Okay. If that does have some re really good music in it. Yeah, I'll probably, I'm with you on it, actually. It probably is that. Uh, best art direction. Uh, 
This is Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Mario Bros. Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, man, this is another hard one. I don't think Tears of the Kingdom gets it because it's kind of just I agree. Breath of the Wild again. Yep. I don't think Lies of P gets it. I think they're just happy to be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> Those other three, I could really see it. In my heart, I want to give it to Alan Wake 2 because just like the blend of like all the FMV stuff they do with the game, like it is so powerful. Alan Wake 2's technical, like what it does technically to make that game look good, even on low settings, is actually incredible and has been touted as like top class. So I could see if you were just going technicality, that's easily the winner, probably. But like Mario looks so good. Mario looks great. Also. Like it's it's the Nintendo you expect. And then Hi-Fi Rush, like one of the standout things is like, look at this art style. Yeah. I think it's between Alan Wake or Mario personally, but I don't know which one. I'll give it to Alan Wake too. I want to, I want to give it to Alan Wake. Like I, I, they made such a, such a fantastic package that like is so me. Okay. Fair. <laughs> then we have a uh, best speaking narrative. Of, speaking of Alan Wake too, Alan Wake two, <laughs> Baldur's Gate three, cyberpunk, uh, Final Fantasy 16 and Marvel Spider-Man 2. Another very it's hard. Spider-Man. You think it's Spider-Man? I'm sorry. No, I'm. it's not Spider-Man. Like, I'm sorry. It doesn't belong here. I don't think it's Final Fantasy because I think the story is actually like the weakest part of that game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think uh, Baldur's Gate probably gets it. Yeah. So the thing is, is that it's not necessarily like the story and narrative in Alan Wake 2 is very good but the thing that really makes it special is the way it's told and the how and that it, is like, you're that is this category through. for outstanding storytelling so, that's why between Baldur's gate and alan wake like man that is so difficult okay which ba- one are you choosing baldur's gate. baldur's gate i'll baldur's do gate is just such a juggernaut like you know, yeah, I think Baldur's Gate is like this year's Elden Ring, where it's like if that's in the category, you're not beating it. <laughs> yeah, which is super weird because people don't usually play that type of game, but it blew the fuck up. I'm going to yep. choose uh, Alan Wake 2 just in case. So one of us is right, because okay. I think it's one of those two. And I think it's probably Baldur's Gate, frankly, but whatever. <laughs> Best game direction outstanding creative vision and innovation and direction this one i could actually see so the category or the nominees are alan wake 2 Baldur's gate 3 spider-man 2 mario bros wonder tears of the kingdom what i was saying that really drew me to alan wake for narrative might actually be in here yeah i i, I want to say alan wake 2 this is weird that like tears of the kingdom i'm like never picking Every time it's popped up, I've like never selected Tears of the Kingdom, which is such a crazy I, thing to think of. I honestly think the only reason it's here is to like keep fanboys from like spouting dumb bullshit. I think That's it, all it is. I think it absolutely deserves it. Same with Mario Bros. I just like Tears of the Kingdom it, doesn't hang in any game of the year list this year. This is this such a strong, strong year. This is such it's a too strong, strong year. 
Like the only way it hangs on your personal list is that if you didn't play many other games, because there's so many amazing games that came out this year. It's just outclassed. I'm I'm gonna give it to Alan Wake too. Yeah, they me made, too. They made such a cool package that is like it's such so it's just so cool. Yep. All right, and then the big one, the game of the year. We have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, uh, Mario Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. There's no way it's not Baldur's Gate. Like, I'm sorry, everybody else. Thanks for I coming. I think it's out. Baldur's Gate. I think, I think if, so if you had to pick one of these to remove, it's Resident Evil 4, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I was just trying to think, like, which is the one that's just, like, happy to be here? <laughs> like... As far as I'm concerned, this is between Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, and Mario. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think you're discounting Tears to... of the Kingdom more than everyone else is going to be doing. Um, oh, for sure, because I didn't think that game was the very good. It was literally like, the same thing again. So I could see it being literally any of these games except for Resident Evil 4. And unfortunately, Alan Wake 2, because Alan Wake is just such a weird dark horse. I don't know where it'll land with people. That's fair. Spider-Man is just kind of more Spider-Man, so I could see why that would slip off. But Spider-Man 2 is also very good. It is. Um, Spider-Man and Tears of the Kingdom, you could kick both off this list and it would make sense to me. The difference is, is that I care about Spider-Man more than I care about Legend of Zelda, specifically Breath of the Wild style Legend of Zelda. That, that's a, that's that's a fun reason. little thought experiment. If you removed Resident Evil 4, what would you put here instead? The one I've been hearing a lot of people oh. were saying was Starfield. Oh, fuck no. I mean, I pers- I didn't keep playing it. I didn't like that game very much at all. But that's a good question. <laughs> I guess I didn't really think about Game of the Year stuff like fully yet. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought too much. It's ones that come to mind that I'm uh, that I quite like Liza P, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Survi- uh, Jedi Survivor. Maybe one of those two. I definitely think Lies of P should be here in several Resident Evil 4. That makes sense to me more so. What what this category makes me very excited for is when they do that big musical montage where they do all the music for the six games all together. Yeah. And I hope it's the Alan Wake 2 song. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as opposed to like, right, as opposed to some like non lyrical (laughs) song that they just had or just like you know because that one also has like a guitar solo in it maybe they just put that of it but i would love if they dropped the chorus from that in there but no because no because they don't have lyrics right because it's like the the orchestra doing it yeah so it's going to be like an orchestral version of that song anyway i think if i was going to switch some stuff out i would switch out for resident evil lies of p i'd switch out instead of spider-man armored core and instead of Tears of the Kingdom, uh, probably Final Fantasy 16. It's kind of a similar thing, but it's completely new in it, the way it does that game style. I I had forgot about Final Fantasy 16. I could I could have seen that being on the list. I could have seen Armored Core also being on this list. Um, I think I would probably do that myself. I but like I don't think I could I have understand. seen Lies of P on this list. I just don't think it got enough. Like it wasn't big enough. In, like, the mainstream, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mentioned Final Fantasy 16, like, that almost seems like a, like an easy one to swap for Resident Evil 4, because that was also a really big one. Right? 
it's it's actually a little crazy to me. Like, listen, I still have to finish that game and I don't think it's like amazing or anything, but it is one of the best games of this year <laughs> by far. Like that game is really good in a lot of ways. And Resident Evil 4, as much as I really love Resident Evil 4, this version of it, it is that game again. So there's part of me that's like the reason I love it so much is some familiarity. I don't not necessarily because it's a great brand new experience, I think. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 wins it. Yeah, no, for sure. There's like thanks for coming out, everybody else. But <laughs> come on. Again, I Whoop. feel towards Baldur's Gate 3 in, in terms of these as I did with Elden Ring where it's like you should be happy you were nominated, but unfortunately this game came out, so. What would you do if Tears of the King does win it? They're just like, yeah, it's a game of the year. It's the best game this year. I, I'm not talking negatively about Tears of the King like you are. I think that's a very good game. No, it's just okay. But Alan Wake 2 winning this would break my brain. I don't think there's any way it wins game of the year. I don't that think it wins crazy. it, but like I'm. Would you remove it? Like if you could be like, I need like this is ridiculous. You shouldn't have Alan Wake on here. Or are you like, no, it probably deserves like. No, I think it, I think it deserves it. A nod. I think it okay. deserves it. Yeah, it, whatever. Either way, it's Baldur's Gate. Honestly, it makes me excited to watch the Game Awards next month. I always have a fun time yeah. watching the Game Awards, so. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love it. And uh, okay, so let's uh, with that's the news. So let's do some questions. If you want to send a question in, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's P.O. Box. Uh, this first one comes in from Matthew that said, what would be the funniest or weirdest place to find the phrase? This place is not a place of honor. I mean, like obvious bathroom like I was thinking like um, high school boys locker room. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. And pretty much anyone's bedroom, I think, is funny. Yeah, bedroom is pretty good. <laughs> I bet like this has to be someone's like floor mat, like doormat, right to their like house. I guess so. What about like a change room or something? Any place where people like can get naked is pretty okay, funny. So I just I, I was trying to type in this place is not a place of honor and I was going to put uh doormat, but it auto filled to booty shorts. So now I'm looking that up. And yeah, you can get those as booty shorts. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Any fast food restaurant? Yeah, fast food restaurants, like a review or something on Yelp. That's pretty good place to yep. see it for something. Yep. That's good. Kevin writes, how much of a game do you have to play before you no longer feel comfortable returning it? Over two hours as a PC gamer is my answer. Well, that's because that's the Steam one, right? Yep. Well, because so I don't want to have to email somebody. To what if that it. game is 90 minutes long? Are you still comfortable returning it? Uh, Like if I beat it in that time? No, nah, yeah. there's no, because I got the thing <laughs> like I did the thing. 
I'm not going to just get my money back where that's fucked that's, up. Okay. So, so does it have to, so is it a percentage then? Cause it's clearly not a time. Yeah, it has to be a percentage. Probably. Although if I spent $80 Canadian on a game and it was 90 minutes, I might return that and just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so maybe. It would be pretty hard to do that in this day and age and not know about that going into it. True. Especially because we talk about video games every week. Well, just like, pretty like that would be such like an like a weird scenario that you would have heard about that online. Like, you know, yeah, press would have been talking about that. Um, totally. Yeah, it's hard because like the percentage one doesn't work if the game is really long. But it, it it only works if the game is really short. So I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've even ever returned a game. I don't think I've returned a game. Hmm. I definitely have multiple times for different various reasons. It's also pretty rare that I'm buying a game that I don't have some knowledge of. Oh, yeah, that's not rare for me at all. I'll buy a game just based on a screenshot and try yes. it out. I do yeah, that usually I usually will have like heard about it f- from somewhere. I, I'll probably do a little bit of research into it. Maybe I've heard. I know the developer seen stuff like that. Like I probably I probably right. have some knowledge. It's pretty rare. So if I'm buying a game, I, I'm, I've already kind of made up my mind. Sure. Yeah. It's also a little bit different now because I play a lot of ra- a lot of my random shit is just on Game Pass now. It kind of scratches that itch of like, I'll just see what's on here if I don't have anything to play. Let's try this out now. Yeah, that's probably the closest ones I do play to like not knowing about them. Um, But even then, like the ones I'm picking off of Game Pass are still probably like. Ones you've heard of. Ones that ones I've heard of. And also it's it also comes down to like I'm investing my time now. So I'm going to play yeah. stuff that is interesting to me as opposed to like. I have nothing to play in my backlog. Let's roll the dice on whatever this is. Sure, right. Uh, Phantom Driver, as somewhat public figures yourself, how do you deal with social anxiety? For instance, I went to a concert and I was afraid to sing along for fear that others would laugh at me or that I wouldn't fit in. The same goes for journalistic interviews where I feel awkward or like the person on the other end is annoyed by me or finds me creepy or strange. Do you guys ever get this feeling? If so, how do you handle it? This reminds me of the reductorist headline of it was like woman feeling insecure dancing at this place where everyone else is dancing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same root cause for sure. So, Uh, yeah, I get this all the time. Uh, The answer isn't a great one. I shut that thing up in my head and then I stress out about it afterwards if I think actually something came of it. But the 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 real answer is that if it's really bad, you probably need some medication or therapy of some sort to help you get past a lot of like basic things that is causing it. But the more you do something, the less scary it becomes because you're kind of training your brain that you're going to be okay. And that's like just with a lot of stuff in life that like asking girls out, getting rejected, like all of that sort of thing. You just got to kind of do it and shut that thing up in your head for enough time that you can just do it and kind of get better at it. I don't get this too often, 
um, ones that have come to mind, like were, were like the interviews and stuff. Those were definitely, I was definitely nervous. Like when, you know, Jeff Keighley, uh, um, Reggie fils for sure. In, in scenarios like that, where it's kind of a professional state, my, my advice is just like, you know, treat it, treat it professionally. Like this person w- wouldn't have agreed to the interview. Like they, they know what this is. And you know, these people probably do in interviews all the time that, you know, they're going to treat it professionally. So you should just treat it professionally. And if, if you get in the, in and out and you know, you didn't, and you didn't screw anything up and you, and you were, you know, chill and professional the whole time, then there shouldn't be anything to worry about. So, yep. you know, making sure you have like a plan going in, a solid plan that you've like rehearsed. I'm, I'm just trying to think Preparation. of stuff I did. Like with my questions, I was, sure. I was crowdsourcing questions from coworkers, from friends. I was memorizing my questions. I was thinking of every kind of thing. And, you know, if you over-prepare, that can kind of help. It's, you know, Murphy's Law. If you, if you, plan, if yep. you plan for the worst, the worst won't happen. In terms of just kind of more social scenarios for social anxiety, again, I don't have a ton of social anxiety, but the one thing I can kind of say is that, you know, throughout my life or that there's stuff that's coming to mind, the the best things that have ever happened to me in my life are when I got out of my comfort zone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Like literally every single time where I was like, man, it's going to be kind of weird for me to try that or do that. But but I pushed myself and did it. Those are the best moments of my entire life. So I try to remind myself that of like, it could go wrong, but it could go spectacularly and it has gone spectacularly. So you should absolutely push yourself out of your comfort zone whenever you can. Yeah. It's super easy to think that like, uh, what if it goes bad? But if you're able to kind of train yourself to say, yeah, but like, what if it goes really good though? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's super easy to go into the pessimistic, like survival mode almost where you don't want to do it. Cause you'd feel unsafe. Just think like, yeah, but what if like, this is the best thing I've ever done. It kind of helps change your frame of reference for everything in your mind. And then you just need that one second of bravery to do it and then get used to doing it sort of thing. I don't know. There's no secret to it. You just have to do it, unfortunately. Rasterman says, is there a game you wish you never replayed and a game that you don't see yourself replaying unless forced to do so and one that by replaying it, you were inclined to go back to it multiple times afterwards? Okay, so kind of a three-parter. You don't replay games, really, so... What, um, so like, yeah, so like that second one, a game that you don't see yourself replaying unless forced to do so? Almost every game. All of them, yeah. Game I wish I never um, replayed. Yeah, that one's that one's interesting to me. The only thing that kind of comes to mind, but but I don't fully feel this is like when Burnout Paradise Remastered came out, and I played it, and I'm like, you know, this is not really a modern racing game anymore. So I guess I'm thinking a little yeah. less of it now. But at the same time, it's like, no, I'm glad I played Remastered. Like it didn't sully my memories of that game. I don't think there's ever been a game that I wish I had never replayed because if I'm having a bad time replaying it, I'll just put it down and be like, no, nah, it's not the same or whatever. And I'm OK yeah. with it. It's not like it ruined my experience or anything. And then one that I replayed and then made maybe go back multiple times. Nope. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, when I was uh, speedrunning Resident Evil, like, it made me go back multiple times to get faster at that. Uh, Mario 64 for a little bit there when I was learning the 16-star speedrun. Yeah, there's plenty. But that usually the intention is there before, not because I went back to it, I would say. Suku what is the best video game set in Thanksgiving? That's a damn good question, actually. Thanksgiving... Uh, <laughs> Madden <laughs> NFL. <laughs> this is the first thing that came up. <laughs> Man, I don't... I can't no. even find some games because they're just giving me games to like play with your family at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, the best thing I'm kind of getting is this has a turkey in it at some point. It's like, that's not okay. <laughs> that's not really what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, I don't know. This does make me, it reminds me the, um, I also just got the DLC for Lake, which is Christmas themed. Uh, so I'm very excited mm. to play that because um, we're getting into that season. I have no answer for Thanksgiving. I can't even think of a Thanksgiving game. I can't even, like, Google one. I'm still yeah. looking. Yep. Holy crap. I get, yeah, any cooking game, I guess. Waste of Resources writes, who is the coolest silent protagonist? Coolest. I don't know. Samus? Samus is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Link, the, Gordon the weird Freeman. thing. Well, that's the thing is that the weird thing is, is that they have to have kind of a personality still like they have yeah. to have a charisma to them. Otherwise, they're not the coolest. They're just like your avatar into that. Universe. Yeah, so that so like not Gordon Freeman then. Yeah, that Gordon Freeman was the one that came to mind. I'm like, but is he really cool? To be fair, though, like Samus doesn't have much of a personality but i still think she's really cool link has a ton of personality but he's not fully silent like you'll get some like grunts and stuff and i guess samus does talk eventually which is why people hate other m because <laughs> she's pretty bad in that man I can't I know, even my, think my character this. in Elden Ring was pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like all of the souls, souls like protagonists are kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's what comes to mind. Uh, Dead. Why what is so hard? What video hmm. game consoles have you given as a gift? Uh, I gave my brother a PlayStation 2 years and years ago for Christmas or whatever. Okay. I don't think I've given anyone a console as a gift. It's a pretty big ticket gift. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I bought my girlfriend a DS back in the day as well. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise, not much. Hayes Hero X writes, 
One day you're crossing the street and suddenly, pow, truck hit you. Eventually you wake up in the hospital. Everything seems fine. You survive no broken bones, no damage, organs, nothing. But then you realize in the corner of your sight, a little icon. It's a photo of your head with a times three next to it. The counter goes down to times two. That's how you survived the crash. One of your lives was used. Now that you know you have extra lives, how do you live your life? Do you do more risky things or play it safe? Also, do you think that X zero means death or your last life? <laughs> My life doesn't change, honestly. Like, I don't play risky. That's crazy. I think X zero means death because otherwise it would totally. mean that you had four lives. And it's what are you doing? It's video games rule of three. And I mean, it's just the rules of life. Anytime, anything times zero is zero. Yeah. So no life left. I, I do live my life riskier, not do crazy you? riskier, but just ones where I figure or, or I would start doing stuff where it's like, I could get hurt doing that. Uh, really? Okay. So like because what? right. Cause like, cause I would wait until my last life and then I would just go back to how I live my life now. So I can, so I might as well use those lives okay. a little bit because I'm already pl- doing it cautiously. Uh-huh. Sure. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm banking like, on the idea that I could get hit by another car randomly that I wouldn't know. And this way I'm still safe. So that's kind of my side. I guess. But I mean, in real life now that could happen. And so, yeah. No, I start doing stuff that like scares me that I avoid doing like cliff jumping. Or bungee jumping, skydiving, stuff that's like, so <laughs> if this goes bad, it goes yeah. really bad. But it's like, no, no, now I have a little bit of a safety net. Sure. I never want to do those anyways, so it's easy for me to not want to do those later. But yeah, I guess it makes sense of like one of the things is like, I would love to go like skydiving or bungee jumping every weekend, but I'm afraid that I might die. Like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? Then? Yeah, for exactly. sure. Yeah. Oh. Um, we don't usually get this, but thanks for the bits in chat. Appreciated. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. BC Kenny writes, uh, which would you rather have a game with many small issues or a game with one big issue? Note the game itself isn't bad in either scenario. It's just flawed. Oh man. I guess it depends what the big issue is. Cause yeah. If it was like the camera doesn't work well, that's a pretty big issue. Or like for a long game, you can't save or something like that's a super big issue. Just, but if it was a scenario yeah. where it's just like this one section kind of sucks, like, for example, like the underwater temple is annoying. Mm. I would mm-hmm. I would probably take that over one with a bunch of little small issues. This is a really difficult, like, philosophical question in its own weird way. Wow. Yeah. So it's not bad in either scenario. There's just either one big flaw or a bunch of little flaws. I think the one big flaw, because once I get used to, like, that's just the way it is, I could probably get used to it and around it. A lot of little things popping up here and there would be, like, a lot of like little knives sticking you or something just annoying, you know? Again, I, I it, for me, it determines what the issue is, because like I said, if it was like you can't yeah. save or the camera s- is awful to use, like those are pretty big issues that I don't know. I could play a whole game like that. And I would probably in those scenarios take yeah. the smaller ones. 
But if it was just like this section of the game is broken or whatever, it's like, okay, well, I just have to get past that and then I'm good. What if one of the big issues is it's a Mario game, but <laughs> you can't properly jump all the time. Sometimes it just doesn't read one of your jumps. That, and that's like, the that's one a big issue is, is sometimes yeah, the input. That's a pretty, just, that's a pretty a big pretty one big for sure. Issue. <laughs> um, that might be game breaking enough that I don't want to play it actually. Yeah, that'd be pretty rough. I mean, if it's happening randomly, theoretically, it's like, okay, well, it just happened, so I'm probably safe for a few minutes. Right. At the the other uh time, it's just like, that would just be annoying. Like, why am I playing this game if it's going to keep doing that? Yeah, I think I'm still going to go with the one big issue. Because then if it's, like, big enough, I just won't play it. Yes. I guess since they did say the game itself isn't bad, it means the big issue can't be that big because if it's that big, then the game would be considered bad. Yeah, true. So it wouldn't be game breaking to yeah, like ruin the experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that. I think I'll That's take fine. That, yeah. All right. Final question from Phantom Aegis. Uh, what are your favorite social media platforms? Why is it your favorite? They all obviously have their flaws and issues that define crit- that deserve criticism, but there's a reason why we still use it. My mind's Twitter. Like that's just like how I get my it's news. Twitter. I mean, mine's Twitter because like like it or not, that's still where people are. When people leave it and go to another thing, there's no point in the social media if it, there's no social. Like yeah. Yeah. So like the ones I use the most are like Twitter and Instagram, but like I get news, daily news and everything on Twitter. Like that's yeah, it's like I need Twitter. I like TikTok quite a bit, too, but that's more entertainment. It's not I don't find it like a social media. I find it kind of almost like a YouTube or something. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Sure. All right. If you want to send in questions for next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Risk of Rain Returns. And mine is going to be Alan Wake 2. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back next week, probably for a Thanksgiving episode. So, otherwise, yeah. if not, have then. a good American Thanksgiving. Bye.